Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have... All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary, from Riyadh. Uh, the capital of Saudi Arabia. This is indeed the Fetch. And you are indeed listening to Inside the iLive Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, November the... Not November, now we're in December already. Man, December the 2nd, 2021. Just less than a month to go now in 2021. 2022 is almost here. Wow. Anyways, uh, Nice day here in Riyadh. Very, very nice day here in Riyadh. I think temperatures hit around 76 degrees. We had wispy, cirrus cloud cover up there. Uh, Very nice day. Very little breeze today. We're already down to 61 degrees at just after 2 o'clock in the morning. And we should be heading down to an overnight low of 58 degrees. Uh, That should come... uh, about three hours from now, it's it's early, man, and uh, but all all in all, really a nice day. We're gonna actually go down lower tomorrow. We're gonna be down in just in the lower seventies, uh, coming up in the next couple of days, and uh, temperatures dropping down in the fifties. We got a breeze, twelve miles per hour out of the north. So what I did, uh, just for the heck of it, everybody, I opened up that little window I've got here. It's uh, just a small window here in the studio. Because if I got a north breeze, that means it's blowing straight into the house. And so I opened it up, and uh, sure enough, I can feel the darn thing. I'll probably have to get up and turn it down. Not turn it down, but shut the darn window because it's cool. It actually was kind of cool. Uh, you know, it's uh, getting old, everybody. Getting old. If you are, you know, kind of like me, getting old. And those of you who are younger, be patient. <laughs> I remember, I'll tell you a fun story. I uh, my family, we're a German-Irish family. So, you know, it's that we just finished Thanksgiving weekend, so to speak, you know, last weekend and all. And I remember going up into the Central Coast. Yeah, my brother, biggest, oldest brother, lived up in the Central Coast. And he was a cross-country runner, and I was a cross-country runner. And we carried that on. He carried that on well into his 60s, actually. He was He was winning races back in his 60s. And I think he's still in his 60s. He should be in his 60s. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, went to his house, uh, not for Thanksgiving, but for just some other gathering. And he had non-alcoholic beer there. And, I, you know, being a German family, Irish family, uh, you didn't drink non-alcoholic beer. You just didn't do it, you know. It's like, what's the point? You know, why bother? So he's drinking this non-alcoholic beer, and I'm teasing him. I'm just, And he was back then in his 50s, I think. And I said to him, I said, John, why are you why are you drinking non-alcoholic beer, man? It's kind of waste. And he said, you know, he said, Dennis, <clears throat> when you get to be my age, I just don't recover as well as I used to. You know, you just can't recover quick enough. And um, I never really understood it. He said, but you will. <laughs> you will. Well, it's kind of like that feeling right now. You know, back in, let's say, even two years ago, three three years ago, I would be like, charged and ready to go it's two in the morning yeah let's do a radio show right and um you know there's no chupacabra content or anything like that that you might find on a, an old art bell con 
uh, show because uh, it's drive time for you in America. And so I have to like tune my brain into you guys because you're the majority of our audience. And thank you so much for listening, right? Well, I'm not that strong like before. So I came home today. I slept. I slept until one one forty two, something like that. And then I said, oh, my gosh, I got to get up and do a radio show. And so sure enough, I got everything set up quickly enough. And here I am, folks, uh, to do two hours of intelligent media for the politically aware. Not sure how we're going to get through that, but we're going to sure try. You know, interesting conversations today with people in the office. The guy says, one guy says, you know, Saudi guy, he said, you know, all people here, all people. I like all people around the world, he says. He says, but there's one group I hate. And he goes, and I said, okay, who's that? He says, Palestinians. I said, Palestinians? Why Palestinians? And I know why. Palestinians have a reputation in the Middle East because they're kind of like a uh, uh, gypsies. They've been turned into like a gypsy-style um, culture here in the Middle East because they've been kind of like banished from their homeland by the wonderful Jewish people. Um, they get this kind of reputation. They, they've got some people, they're not quite like the gypsies, but you know what I mean, have that kind of mentality over here. So some people really don't like them. I've got a, I've got a fair amount of good Palestinian uh, relations here. In fact, some Palestinians used to be some very big listeners to this show back in the day and financially supported our show. So I don't have as much of a problem, but I get what they're saying, right? And I said, man, no, no, I'm like shaking my head. You know, no, that's not the, that's not the one race. It's, that's not cool. And, and, and he said, he goes to me, he says, I like Jews more than I like the Palestinians. And I just turned my back. I said, that's enough. That's enough. I've had enough. I'm out of here. So we got into this long conversation about Jewish people. And um, he likes them. He thinks they're great. They're rich. And I said, you know what? They're rich. But did you ever consider how they got rich? And, of course, most people don't, you know, how do they get rich? And, you know, I was reading something recently about, you know, doing business with Israelis and they're just dishonest, unethical. Uh, they cheat, they lie, they steal. Typical. Uh, same thing I found in Los Angeles. Right. And that and, and why would you why would you find just, quote unquote, being rich, something to be admirable? Just because you have rich and money, uh, isn't there something about morals, values, ethics? And if you're in this current modern-day world today, that's the problem. There are no morals and there are no ethics in the ruling establishment. And the ruling establishment is, by and large, run by Jewish ideology, Jewish ethics, and Jewish morals, and which means that we don't have any morals and we don't have any ethics. It's all about just how much money can I get. And as a case in point, I said to the guy today, I said, you know, you don't understand what's going on around the world. I said, for whatever reason, here in Saudi Arabia, nobody seems to be getting all that sick from the vaccine. And uh, sure enough, we don't seem to have that problem here in the Middle East on the vaccine, at least here in, in Saudi Arabia. But if you go to the United States, I told them, you've got so many people that are suffering seriously from this vaccine. And I, and I told them, you go to any other country, basically, and you're going to find in Europe, Western countries, we have a huge problem with these vaccines. And I said, who are the vaccines? And he says, I don't know who. I said, Pfizer is Jewish. Moderna is Jewish. AstraZeneca is Jewish. The entire narrative by the media is Jewish. 
I said, so they are making, basically, I told them, $1,000 per second to basically kill people, to kill my people in my country. If I look at my government in the United States today, the entire upper echelon of that government is a Jewish government. This is, I told him, I said, my country had the same thing as a cover, any other color revolution where you saw the United States take over countries like putting Morsi back in the day into power in Egypt or taking down Tunisia or taking, trying to take down Assad and other countries like the Ukraine. I said, these were all color revolutions. They were done by the CIA, by the State Department. These are all Jewish-run operations. I said, my CIA, I, I said, not the CIA, but I said, the State Department is largely a Jewish and LGBT um, institution. That's who runs it. I said, so they run around the world changing governments for other people, causing all kinds of death and mayhem and economic uh, catastrophe for these people. For what? So they can get rich? I said, is that something admirable? Should we really be honoring wealth when wealth is represented by just lying, cheating, stealing, robbing, murdering, pillaging? I said, how are you, why would you honor something like that? And of course, he's a younger guy, doesn't have much to say about that because he's just thinking about money. I said, look, today, as we look at what's going on today, money cannot be the end all here because the end all here is humanity itself. Bottom line, that if, if you really think about it, the, bottom, the real bottom line here is humanity itself. Because the Jewish narrative right now is that every single man, woman, and child in the world must be jabbed by this Jewish death jab. And that Jewish death, death jab isn't just a jab, but it is an mRNA, DNA-altering product that is destroying the future of humanity. In fact, it is an assault on what would can be considered God's creation, if you want to go that way. But what we are looking at is the extinction of humanity and replacing it with what a bunch of criminal, psychopathic, murderous Jewish people and their rectified goyim, who are the researchers making money on this product, decide that future should be. Now, humanity really has a choice now because more and more and growing every day, more people are becoming aware of just how dangerous and how deadly Fauci's product, because this is largely a Fauci-designed product. Remember, Fauci has like 50% take or something like a 50% royalty scam with some of his people on the Moderna vaccine, at least by some reports. So Fauci is basically making money on killing people, on murdering people. And how can we look at money only in these scenarios and praise the smart intelligence of the Jewish people, because they tried to bring up that line today to me also, how smart Jews are. I said, they're not smart. I said, they're using their influence to create a criminality that is beyond even our comprehensions. But I said, do you really think we're not smart enough to do that if we really wanted to? Of course we are. 
But at some point, you must have what? Morals, values, ethics. And can anybody tell me why they're lacking in the Jewish community? Is it their religion? Is it their Talmud? What is it? Because, you know, they want to push critical race theory and blame everything on the white people, how racist the white people are. And you know what really is critical race theory? It is everything about the Jewish community that is inherent in their value system, inherent in their mentality, inherent apparently in their DNA, and they're projecting that onto us, meaning largely heritage Americans. When they talk about this racism, 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 that's just Jewish society projecting itself onto the American people. There was a Seth Rogen quote came out, something like, gee, you know, we, all of this just kind of shows something about some Santa Claus saying that there's a lot of angry white men out there and uh, they're just starting to understand that their time is up. And that's really the Jewish mentality. See, they never ever did anything here in America or anywhere else in the West, for that matter, that was intended to better the community, to better the nation. Their entire structure, their entire motivation was to come in, to subvert, and to destroy their host nations. And it's always been that way. That's always been the complaint about them. And when you hear Seth Rogen, who is a major player in the Jewish community, coming straight out and saying to the American people, you know, we need to, to rein in the white guys. That's why we need to rein them in because angry white men are so dangerous and they are starting to realize their time is up. Well, guess what? That's, that kind of tells you straight up that, you know, they were here to subvert the nation. They are enemies of the American people. And it's not just Seth Rogen who is saying that. It's a whole lot of other people. And then now we start to look at the state of the nation today. It's been overthrown by and through a coup d'etat. When I look at who is running this coup d'etat, you cannot be this freaking stupid. I know I have zero respect for Jewish people. I don't have any respect for their intelligence, and there's no reason to have a respect. They should earn it, and they haven't earned it. And when I look at what they're doing to the United States today, when I see that the Biden administration is nothing, actually it's not an administration, but the Biden regime is nothing but a Jewish regime, just, as, just the same as Russia was when it was taken over by the Jewish Bolsheviks, it's the same thing. It's no different today than, say, Weimar Germany with all the debauchery and all the pedophilia. It's the same thing. We're just watching history repeat itself. We're watching the same Jewish money managers driving inflation through the roof. And who knows if they're going to lose full control and you go into what? A Weimar situation of hyper, hyper inflation, same as we saw in Mozambique, which used to be Rhodesia, white run until Jews decided whites should be kicked out. 
Uh, same as you see now in Venezuela, and they said, oh, it's socialism. Ha, 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 ha. Look at Venezuela and all these patriotic Americans that used to have this thing. We were trying to tell you a long time ago that Venezuela is just, uh, I guess, a, a dry run for what they're going to bring to America because it's all the same people. And here we are. Same situation, same enemy, same everything. And there's something about this idea. And you say, what really is truly evil here? When you have immense power, immense uh, influence, and as Jews like to tell us, you know, we're very powerful people. We know how to... We know how to push the levers of influence and get things done. And if we say that, they like to say you're anti-Semitic. Well, I guess maybe that's not a bad thing then, is it, Jews, to be anti-Semitic? And maybe people should embrace being that because we're not the ones destroying the country. Jews are. And why should you be... And since we see that Jews are, why would you be pro-Semitic at this stage? Think about it. You have a Jewish administration, Jewish regime. Why should you be pro-Semitic? Makes no sense. In fact, it's, it's an oxymoron. Why would you be pro those who have taken over the nation, who have committed treason against you, who have decided that your life means nothing, that if they were to have their way, you wouldn't have a job until you first paid the Jew. But guess what? Because they have influence, you don't have to pay. We're going to make all these jabs free, which means what? They're just robbing and pillaging. Literally robbing and pillaging. I think I'm going to change my settings on this one. Hold on for a second. Let me try to get the settings set there. But robbing and pillaging the national treasury for what? To give you a product that they know is going to kill you. Now, how smart is that? Is that smart? Or is that diabolical? How would you name that? For me, it's not so much smart, but it is diabolical. In fact, it's quite sinister. And I'm not sure that we should tolerate that going on into the future. Because that's where we really are at today. Let's go out to the telephones. I think 250 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Alive Primetime. And now uh, you can sweep the streets or, or you can leave. Uh, you know, most countries honestly have that in play. Most countries. So why we don't here in the West is precisely because of those people in power and influence. And they know that if they were to give that up, they would not be able to continue in power. But they 100% agree with you. And even more than that, if you contribute directly to a foreign government or their institutions by way of money, fundraising, or whatever. In other words, so many American Jewish organizations really ply America, and they probably do so in Canada too, but they ply America to the tune of $28 billion a year, which is now tax money, that they 
you know, right off because now this is money that is quote unquote going to NGOs, which are nonprofits, which means we, the American people, are subsidizing that $28 billion that makes its way to Israel every year. If you are engaged in this, then equally you should not be able to do any type of public service. And it might be questionable whether or not maybe we should start looking at the revoking citizenship there equally or criminalizing this behavior because it's just become a national security threat to the people that are obviously having to deal with this. Obviously, we should take away the nonprofit status of these com companies. Uh, we should not allow, you know, don't why, we're, why are we allowing these people to raise billions from stealing from us, and then we're going to subsidize the tax base. That's, so I think that's another issue also. Well, Dennis, I agree. You're absolutely right. The uh, dual citizen essentially is a double agent, and their allegiance is to the country that, of their origin. They're just using the uh, dual citizenship of another country to advance themselves or to, follow, you know, again, support a, uh, an agenda. Now, you have, again... These people are in all positions of power and influence, as we all know. I don't need to list them. Um, they simply need to be removed from these positions and say, listen, you're no longer uh, eligible for holding this type of position. You can sweep streets, um, pick gum off of desks, uh, or you can leave. And we have people ready to suggest that um, you climb on board these beautiful luxury liners that no one's using that your friends own, and we'll float you down to Antarctica. You can take over that continent. There you have it. Nobody needs to die. Bye. Good. See you later. You know, they How talk, you like that? They, they, I, whatever's going on in Antarctica seems to be top secret. I sure they, they probably wouldn't last more than a couple of weeks down there. <laughs> Not without our support. Thanks for your time. I appreciate talking with you. All right. Thanks for the call. That's Chris, everybody, up in British Columbia, which is always great to hear from. Uh, so thank you again, Chris. Okay. And we have uh, basically about a minute to go. And, and really all this today just kind of like, you know, people want to praise Jews because, quote, unquote, they're smart. And really when you look at what's going down today, 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 they're using their power. They're using their influence. What did they do? They prevented ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and some of the things like that for allowing us just to take care of ourselves because why? We're smarter than them. And they didn't want to have that. No, 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 no. They had to go out and push their vaccines. They had to get only these three or four Jewish products approved and everything else was silenced. No, they're not smarter. Because we actually had a hell of a lot better solution to solve this thing. We never had to shut down our world. And they shut it down. Understand that very clearly. This is a Jewish takeover of the world. It's the Fetch, everybody. Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch. Inside the Eye Live Prime time. Today's date is again November the second, uh, two thousand and twenty-one, or not November, December the second, two thousand and twenty-one. So, anyways, yeah, coming up at the end of the year, and uh, that's a good thing, I guess. It's been an interesting year. It's been kind of a lost year. It's not as lost as last year, 
to be honest with you, but it's still been a lost year for you, probably for me, for a lot of people. You know, the travel situation still has not been resolved. Why? Um, who knows? Uh, we're going to assume it's because Jews don't want you to leave anywhere until you get yourself vaccinated. Those of you who get upset with this term, Jews, Jews, yeah, I hear you. I hear you, but who is behind it at the end of the day? And if you're going to push critical race theory on the American people day in and day out and use, again, your power, your influence to do so, well, then it's time for the American people to really just start using the proper language to identify the proper enemy. And if the Jewish people want to get upset with that, they can join the human, human race and they can call out the criminals in their midst, in their midst, and Mezra, and Talmud, and Torah. Stop chasing after this ideological, perverse, and evil way. And perhaps uh, maybe you can uh, join humanity for a change. That might be a, that might be something. Maybe just forgo your Torah, forgo your Talmud. You know what? You, because the Talmud is probably the most vile thing in the world, and it is used and pushed and let's just say studied, study, study about a, a bunch of perverse rabbis, right? But it is it is a, a an inspiration to so many leaders around the world. So I think that the Jewish people have a major hand in uh, the evils that are ongoing. They can't take all the praise and not the criticism equally. And since you're, they're the smartest people, well, then maybe you should have figured out a long time ago that Talmud is not a recipe for a civil world, that essentially you're opening up the door to a great evil. And Talmud comes from you Jews, man. What can I say? I didn't create it. All you Jewish great geniuses out there, gee, let's go rape a bunch of kids. That's a great idea. And who are all the pedophiles in the world? Yeah, I'll tell you. So many are Jewish. I know. Just It's unfortunate, but this is just reality. And we must, unfortunately, deal with reality. And, and fortunately, more and more people are. They're just not necessarily pinning, pinning the tail on the donkey, as they say. But uh, more and more people really are starting to understand what is happening out there, and that's a great thing. This is listener-sponsored and supported radio. It does rely upon your donations to help keep the network alive, up and running. And clearly, without your help, uh, the message you hear here, uh, which callers like Chris uh, appreciate, and I know there's a lot of you out there from all over the world now that come to listen to Inside the iLive and Inside the iLive Primetime. So, guys, we will continue to do the show for as long as we can, and as long as we have a network to run from, and we run from this network. So uh, we we encourage you to support free speech, support those networks that really do support free speech, and, and there's no way you can tell me that aside from our differences, that uh, this place doesn't support free speech. I give, they do. Of course they do. There's, you cannot say anything other than that. Uh, never, ever, ever have I ever been said, don't say anything. They've said they don't like it. We don't like it. Okay, fine. I get that. No problem. I actually get that. You have that right, too. I'm not going to criticize you for even having the right because I think that's a fair thing. I can't. As long as it's civil and we agree, we agree. The channels are open. Okay, let's agree. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're going to change, I'm going to change. And that's what you want to support. That's what our Western values are all about. So support Revolution Radio. for that. That's what it's about, everybody. So just support it. Without you, it doesn't work. Um, your money can help influence, honestly, it can influence programming. You don't think it doesn't? It does. At the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's, it's, we're not, you're not going to be able to buy 
talent to lie like you might have, let's say, on uh, the mainstream media. But I guarantee you there's talent comes along that's corrupt and comes in, gets a spot or a slot somewhere, and they're, all, they're fully paid for. Sure, it happens. Guarantee that, too. But still, for the most part, we believe in honesty, integrity, and that is a good thing here at Revolution Radio. So just continue to support the network. That's, uh, can't, can't say that strong enough to all of you out there. You know, it's interesting, um, still, for the most part, you know, the biggest two stories going is COVID. I know a lot of people are COVIDed out, but it is the thing. Now, underlying this thing, thing, I'm going to put a quote, COVID in quotation marks, is a fear pushed by this Jewish media, this Jewish narrative, as I like to call it now. And... This week, you know, they said, for instance, the Philippines was supposed to open this week. And, you know, I told everybody that, that I deal with, said, dudes, they're not going to open your country. Your country is one of the dumbest run people, the most corrupt country on the earth. You haven't even opened your schools yet, okay? It's two years old, and you haven't opened up your school. Do you guys realize you're dead last in opening schools all around the world? The Philippines is dead last to open their schools. They still haven't. Two years. Imagine that. Two years. You want to talk about a country that is run by children or Really criminally corrupt, bought and paid for individuals. The, the good case in point. You know, the people, though, are docile. They don't get up. They don't protest. They don't say anything. So, okay. Everybody tells me that, yeah, I know the government's lying, but in the, they still go out and they comply. Okay, what do you want us to do for you, man? It's not like we see up in Europe or elsewhere where we're actually seeing pushback, major pushback. You know, in Greece, which has now started to rise up in the streets, they are put out basically to anybody over 60. Think about this. You want to talk about how smart Jews are, all right? It's not smart. This is criminal. They're basically telling you, you got to go get the jab. You got to take our Jewish death jab if you're 60 years or older. And if you don't, we're going to fine you like 117 euros a week. 107, or what, it's maybe a month. But we're going to find you every month, every week, as long as you don't have it. Now, is that smart or is that criminal corruption by the Jewish, by the Jewish, just call it Jews, you know, by their pharmaceutical companies, which are nothing but an extension of Jewish society, as far as I can tell. Now, think about it. And they're not, they're, and you're paying for it. Not only do they want to force this thing on everybody, but they're stealing from the National Treasury to do it. And all this time, they're medical professionals who are bought and paid for by corruption again, refuse to allow just common sense to reign, which is bring in ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and other, other non-traditional, if you want to call it that, uh, ways to heal yourselves. Why do we have to just listen to Jews all the time? Pfizer's up there, Borla. Oh, gee, this new Omicron variant. Maybe we can tweak our thing in 100 days and have it ready for you. Oh, shut the hell up, you freaking moron. You should be arrested tomorrow. You should be tried tomorrow and hung tomorrow for the crimes you've committed against humanity. And all of your doctors and all of your health professionals all around the world. 
The guy's up there acting like, oh, gee, I'm a Jew, and I'm here to save you. Pay me more shekels, and I don't care who gets killed along the way. And that's the truth. They don't give a damn how many people die. They don't care how many people are damaged. And why is that? Could anybody from the Jewish community please tell us why? Jewish people are like this? Why? I'm just curious. Because I don't get it. Is it Talmud? Is it Torah? Is it just your DNA? I mean, can you give me an explanation why the entire world essentially has to wait for you Jews to make money before we can do anything? Imagine we shut down the whole freaking planet for two years so four Jewish companies can make a ton of money killing people. And that, that's where we're at today. You get doctors, they reveal information, solid science about what is just in this Jewish death shot, and they're found murdered within 24 hours, 48 hours. They're falling off of roofs. Okay? Because that's how, you, that's how the Jewish community rolls. You don't believe me? How many people are jailed just because Jews don't like what you said? How many people lost their business just because they didn't like what Jews, Jews didn't like what they said? And you want to pretend that that's not an enemy of Western values and West, Western systems? You want to tell me this is moral and ethical? Oh, I don't like what you said. You can't have your job anymore. Really? Why? Because I'm a Jew. And I told you, that's anti-Semitic. Don't ever say anything that upsets me. I'm a Jew. Think about it. It's not much more complex than that. As stupid as I sound, that's reality. As stupid as I sound, that is reality. Let's go back out to the phones. Let's see if I can get this properly done here. Uh, 250 Eric Wood. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Hey, what's happening, Captain? It's Chris again. Oh, Chris, so, hi. Again, we're dealing with people who have this ultra-superiority complex. So they consider us vermin or bacteria beneath their feet. That's why they do what they do. Fetch, and you explain it so easily and so effortlessly, i got to say. Thanks so much, brother. Okay, Chris. Thanks, man. And Chris is right. Okay, bye, bye yeah, for now. Thanks. Chris is right. The reason why they do that, I, I'm just kind of running around the bushes for you, it's because of their religious beliefs. It's Torah. It's Talmud. It's, it, it, it comes. They actually, a, a good fair percentage of this truly believes that we are so superior to you. We're so much smarter than you. And how is it really intelligence to tell us that we can take ivermectin? We, we're smart. We knew that ivermectin could solve this thing almost immediately. Who's smarter? Those who knew the solution to this basically within two to three months, or the Jews who use their power and their influence to prevent all of this just so they can go make a ton of money to go kill you. Who was, they're not smart. That's what I'm saying. That's not smart because smart is really just doing the right thing and doing it efficiently and causing the entire world to shut down just so you can kill people by making money or you can make money by killing people? By destroying lives? By keeping people apart forever, it seems? 
for just your own freaking greed? Think about it. You have medical people all around the world keeping people apart out of greed. And the greed is because they're making a small little crumb of the $1,000 per second that is going to these Jewish companies. We're hearing about more and more cases now of the media being paid off, the politicians being paid off. Guys, this is a massive criminal syndicate we are witnessing here. And the, the chattel, what is being traded, is human, not just human lives, but humanity itself. Imagine Tony Fauci, who is the creator of what is essentially a biological weapon, which you could call COVID-19, which wasn't very effective, quite frankly. It was easy for those smart guys out there, which are all around the world, but particularly within the Western world, to find out and figure out, hey, you know what? It's, it's acting more like a parasite than a virus, and ivermectic and hydroxychloroquine can kill this thing pretty effectively, and we're seeing it all across America now. See it in Japan. Japan basically has almost no hospitalizations now. And they started their ivermectin routine back in August. They basically licked this thing and killed it off. In the meantime, this is how stupid these people are. You want to tell me Jews are smart? Give me a freaking break. This is how stupid they are. All right, you go to Australia. Within, within one day, two days, and this is, again, this is how it works. When you allow a particular, one particular group to control all of your media around the world, for that matter, all of it, they can roll out a message like a basic marketing campaign. And that's what they did with this Omicron stupid thing. They go, oh, there's a variant coming out of South Africa. And now it's in Greece, it's in Germany, it's in Australia, all within a day. Wow, how did it get around the world so fast? Within basically 24 to 48 hours, it pops up everywhere. All on the same day. That's nothing but a freaking marketing campaign. You want to call that smart? Or you just want to call it sinister, evil, and disgusting to watch Jewish media do this just so Pfizer can go make more money? And another thing about this issue. They claim it's a new variant. Okay, you can't get into Australia unless you're fully vaccinated. So you just told us that this stupid Jewish product that you're spending billions and tens of billions of dollars on, that you're shutting down economies, that you're destroying lives, that you're sending your goons in to forcefully vaccinate, forcefully put a medical product into somebody's arms like they're doing in Australia. You're doing all of this and the frickin' product is garbage. It emulates what? Jewish culture. It's a lie. It's a fraud. It's deceit. And I'm not even making this crap up. It's just plain observation. How in the hell does it get in Italy? Oh, it was brought here by a fully vaccinated person. Oh, shut the hell up then. Your product sucks. Stop the madness already. 
For goodness sake, stop the madness. And that's where we need to take this, to stop this madness, but not just stop the madness, folks. You got to make it to where this never, ever happens again. And that means what? Those people responsible for this failure on humanity, they must be dealt with accordingly. Let's go out to the phones again, 314 this time. Hi, welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. Hey, Fetch, good morning. It's Art. Good morning. Yeah, it is morning, man, 250. Good morning. Yeah, I was watching an interview on NTD. Uh, they have, always have interviews by guys that work for the Epic Times. And uh, as soon as they released that um, the symptoms were really light on this um Omni, whatever the hell it's called in Australia, uh, you know, that nobody's, you know, we're seeing it, but, but, you know, they're just getting like a headache or something. That's, That's when they, they totally opposite it, you know, did the 180 on it and said, oh, we've got this really bad outbreak in, in, in Australia, you know, and that's what they do. But uh, on the uh, on the smart and dumb thing, I mean, it don't take it doesn't take you know you don't have to be smart to commit a murder. Most murders are committed by idiots, you know, because they usually get caught. So it don't take any brains to commit murder, you know. We know that. Um, and um, one other point I wanted I was watching them. <laughs> In a way, when you said that, art, them. art, real quick, when you said that, what? when you said that, you know what image came to my head. I, I was thinking that Jews are basically the the not the black community. I'm not talking about the black community, but the nigga, you know, the nigga, you know, the ghetto culture. Yeah, yeah. Jews are like the nigga yeah. ghetto culture of Western society. You know, it's like, yeah, they don't care. Oh, how, yeah. It's the same thing. They'll kill you for nothing as long as they can make some money. That's the image that came to my That's head. That's right, and. Uh... You know, you couldn't pay me enough to be a friend, uh, a friend of Fauci's. If you offered me a hundred million dollars, I wouldn't be that son of a bitch's friend. I wouldn't. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broke. Correct. Um, something funny I saw on. Um, I was scanning uh, YouTube, and this comedian gal was on. I forget her name, and she was talking about, uh, you know, how they have these drug commercials and. Uh, you know, and then there's this guy talking real fast in the background, you know, the, all the little symptoms you may have, you may experience. And uh, he's talking about this hair growth product. It really grows hair great, but you may bleed out of your ass. Hmm. You know, you've heard stuff. I've never heard you laugh. Don't you ever laugh, dude? <laughs> you know, I try, you know, but... You know. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was. I mean, I'm in character, dude. Up. I'm in character. What can I say? I got it. Gotta... You know, that's the kind of... Uh, symptoms you get with these things anyway you might bleed out your ass or your ears or you know something but people take it left and right have a great day buddy all right thanks art that's art don't i laugh right. you know she's got a good point sometimes we got to learn to laugh a little bit because it's a little insane out there what's been going on for sure so yeah that's been my day i've been just steaming not steaming just kind of like contemplating this you know because we get it so many people are misinformed about you know Jewish culture, they say, "Oh, you're just jealous because we're smarter than you." No, you're not. We're just tired of you imposing yourself on us. Why is it that you need to impose? You know, think about it. Why does this culture need to impose itself upon us everywhere? They can't get that. Just leave us the hell alone and stop. Stop trying to steal money from us. 
It has nothing to do with jealousy. It's just go freaking mind your own business and go just get the hell out of my way. There's nothing to, but no, 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 no. They everything, every minor little detail. You got to pick their nose in it. And, and okay, well, if that's the case, then they should shut the hell up about us raising issues about their way of life, what they're doing to the the economy, what they're doing to our societies, what they are planning for really heritage America, which is the destruction of what was and is America, at least what was at this stage. And it all points back to one small little tribe that does nothing but hates on everybody because, hey, that's how they make money. That's how, think about it. That's how they make money, by selling and pushing fear. Oh, everybody's out to get us. Donate today. Everybody's out to get us. Oh, everybody's out though. Israel's a small little world. Who gives a damn? Oh, pay us more shekels. Give us more money. And that's where we're at today, folks. We've got a situation where we have a Jewish regime running the country. It's being brought down from within. That Jewish regime is doing everything in its power to destroy your way of life, my way of life. It's doing everything in its power really to destroy the planet. Think about it. You're releasing a bioweapon on the planet, and they're trying to say, oh, this is all, all, for, your, all for your health. You got, you got fines going up in Austria if you don't take this Jewish product, which, of course, is paid for by us, the taxpayer, because it's basically the money to pay for all this is coming from the national treasuries. So essentially the people are having to pay for it, but then Jews don't want you to say anything about it. Isn't that wonderful? They steal from you. Think about it. They're stealing from you through national, by, by, by theft from the, from the national treasury. Because the national treasuries are paying for this. And then they're telling you, you don't have a right to anything? Just shut the hell up and take it? Even though it's your money? I mean, really think about this for a second. It's your money. It's everything about your sweat, your tears, your future. They're not paying for it. Nobody paid for that. You paid for the development of these products. Did you pay to develop a product that basically is a biological weapon to be used against you? Is that what you bought in for? Because I guarantee you a lot of us didn't buy into that. Didn't want anything to do with that. But here we are. And now we got to deal with a bunch of freaking morons in the Jewish community in their media telling us we got to shut up even though it's our money. Excuse us. With all due respect, excuse us. It's the same thing with that shitty, crappy country called Israel. They steal, what, billions upon billions of dollars a year from the American people, but they don't want you to talk about them? They want to put out definitions of anti-Semitism and says, you, you can't do that. Well, then shut the hell up. Get out of our pockets then. You see how that works? Do you understand just how, how absolutely insidious this entire structure is? To have an energy, if you don't want to call it Jewish, this evil parasitic energy in your pockets, in your national treasuries, stealing from you left and here and there and preventing anything from basically keeping them from stealing because you've got a better solution than they do. And then they want to criticize you and stop you from talking. But it's yours. It's you. Everything about this is you. They didn't pay for crap. It's the fetch, everybody. 
Inside the Ally Primetime, back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, good morning to some of you, because we do have a fair amount of you actually coming in from Australia uh, again. So for you, it's uh, probably about 8 o'clock in the morning for you. It's 3 o'clock in the morning for me here in Riyadh. And it's about 7 o'clock, of course, Eastern and 4 o'clock Pacific. And I don't know what it is in London right now, but uh, nonetheless, um, good morning to everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are listening. I uh, hope you're having a great day, quite frankly, really. I do hope you're having a great day, to be honest. And uh, I'm having a pretty good day, I guess. Uh, you know, went out, had a nice dinner today. And got back, took a nap till like one forty in the morning, and uh, jumped up because we go live at 2 o'clock in the morning. We do have a guest coming up, Ken Schmidt. He is a host of the Paleo, let me take a look at that thing, Paleo, 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 how does he say that? Hold on a second, man. I hope he's not listening. He's, he's like, come on, Fetch, get it right, get it right, Fetch. Uh, let's see, there it is. Paleo conservative, is that it? Yeah, the paleo conservative on steroids. Anyways, Kenneth Schmidt, he's been on before, came on as Corn Cod One back in the day, and that was because he was a state employee. And so he was going under a pseudonym stage name, but now he's uh, no longer working. So he's going to be joining us in the final half hour of the show. And uh, so that's going to be kind of fun. Ken's got actually a very good radio voice. He's got a little short thing he puts out. Uh, I don't know how often he puts it out. We'll ask him, but I listen to it. It's usually pretty interesting. And so uh, we're going to bring him on just to have a nice discussion. He comes out of Arkansas, so that's going to be coming on at the bottom of the hour here, which is uh, 7.30 Eastern. And just want to say hello to all of you uh, out there in Australia. You know what? You've been uh, basically off the radar for 10 years. And all of a sudden now with what's going on with the COVID thing, uh, Australia has literally jumped up to the forefront of the international news cycle. You know, what's going on in Australia? If we're to believe the reports, again, because you got to be careful with believing anything, but you've got stories coming out of Australia of the Australian military going out, literally rounding up people now, putting them into concentration camps. They've got stories coming out of Australia as people escaping from these concentration camps. And again, who really caught a, came up with the idea of concentration camps? Well, that was kind of more of a Jewish thing. Um, build the concentration camps, secrete the Jews into the concentration camps. That way they are saved from the horrors of the war and then blow the hell out of Europe while Jews are basically in Auschwitz and other the, others camps, essentially shielded from everybody else. Of course, they were seen as they were seen as dissidents, but that equally was going on with the Gulag Archipelago, and that was a Jewish construction. You look at the Roosevelt administration in America, that was a Jewish regime, and look what they did to the Japanese. So look what the Jewish people are doing right now to the Palestinians. So it's all the same. Uh, when you look at this global elite, um, when you go into a Jewish concentration camp, you should not expect that you're going to survive. It's generally not. Now, Right now, you might be surviving, but you cannot expect that the long-term prognosis of these camps is for your safety and your health. Jewish concentration camps have all been basically death camps. It's not like Auschwitz was, where people had swimming pools, they had operas, they had theater, they had weddings, they had uh, maternity wards. 
and you name it, your your own your own script inside the camp, you know, your own money, etc. No, don't expect that. Not from the Jewish people. Seriously, don't expect that. Uh, they're not of that frame. You heard again Seth Rogen this week talk about how essentially your time is up as a white person in America, and you should take that seriously. You should understand that these people truly are at war with you. You know, this past weekend we covered a story about the Salvation Army. You can't get any more, um, at least in in cultural tone, I guess, if I can use that term. Maybe I can. But, uh, you know, you can't get more Christian and white than the Salvation Army. You know, every year, I remember, every year, you know, coming out to Christmas time, they'd be out there in their red suits with their bells and the, and the bucket, and you'd kind of, they'd be out there, the stores would let them be there, and they're out there, you know, ringing the bell and bringing a little Christmas cheer, I guess, to take some money. It was purely a Christian organization. And they came out with a contra that wasn't even controversial. It's Jewish. This guy that says, all of you who are white and Christian need to apologize to us now. You need to apologize for your whiteness. You need to apologize for being a racist and everything else. It's like, why are we tolerating this from the Jewish and the LGBTQ community? Because that's where it's coming from. Well, apparently, uh, not just me, but a lot of people spoke up about the Salvation Army's going full Jewish on us. It's not woke, it's Jewish. This is Jewish Marxism. Who the hell? Seriously, guys. When you start to deal with critical racist theory, CRT, it is entirely Jewish construction out of, constructed out of the Frankist schools coming out of Chicago. Get get your get, this is purely one hundred percent Jewish, and all it is is taking Jewish culture and projecting it onto everybody else. And why are we tolerating this? And we shouldn't be tolerating this. Well, apparently, a lot of you, not a you, maybe not in my audience, but a lot of people out there did raise this issue, and the Salvation Army's International Social Justice Commission. Can you imagine? To you people inside of the Salvation Army, what a bunch of freaking morons. You know, the Omicron new variant, by the way, is just moronic. It's an anagram for moronic. Anyways, the Salvation Army's International Social Justice Commission. We're paying a bunch of idiots on a social justice commission, and it's tax deductible? Again, why? See, if you want to take over the country... Go frickin' scorched earth, and you put these people out of business. You don't take them and say you're out of a job. You know what you do? You say this is no longer tax deductible. We're not going to support this type of behavior. If you want to support it, we're not going to stop you. But we, the American people, are not going to support it. The same should be done to the Jewish people. If you want to go ahead and be an idiot, you can be an idiot. But don't expect we, the people, to protect you because you're a freaking idiot. Now you've got the GOP in America, the Republicans. They're trying to pass laws out that make the LGBTQ community a protected minority. You want to tell me there isn't some Jewish power going on here where they're exerting just the right amount of pressure to get what they want done? Think about that. Go scorched earth. Think scorched earth. Don't just think taking over. Think scorched earth. 
Uh, let's see. In November 25th update, coming out of the Salvation Army's response to false claims on the topic of racism, the Salvation Army reiterated that its primary goal is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and meet human needs in his name without discrimination. No, you discriminated against us. You basically told everybody, screw you white people, screw you Christians. We want you to apologize for our Jewish masters. That's what you really told us. Now it says here, they have claimed that we believe in, we believe, this is coming from the Salvation Army. Uh, they have claimed that we believe our donors should apologize for their skin color. That the Salvation Army believes America is an inherently racist society and that we have abandoned our Christian faith for one ideology over another. Yeah, you are basically following Jews and their ever-increasing genius influence on our Western civilization, turning us into a Talmudic cesspool of intellectual terrorist mentality. Anyways, the Salvation Army goes on to say that these claims are simply false. And they distort the very goal of our work, it claimed, emphasizing the belief that racism is fundamentally incompatible with Christianity and that we are called to God's work to, to, for, to, for, to make this world where all people are loved, accepted. You know what, guys? Jews are not here to love you. They're not. They're not here to improve your world. They're here basically to play on your emotions and help you run down to the local vaccination clinic where you can go kill yourself so that they can make more money and there's less of you so they can have what? More money. Yes. Think about it. Anyways, says here the organization explained that it publishes internal study guides on various complex topics. There's nothing complex about a freaking bunch of idiotic Jews pushing their critical race theory, which is nothing but a projection of their culture onto everybody else. This isn't very complicated at all. It's about as simple as it gets. It's about fifth grade mentality. A bunch of Jews saying, okay, we can't let everybody see. We're the racists. We're the ones who should be apologizing to humanity. So let's just project this on the white people because we inherently know what we're talking about because we're just talking about us. Anyways, they go on to say, as, at the same time, international headquarters realize that certain aspects of the guide may need to be clarified. Yeah, just clarify it. We're following Jewish teachings. We're following the Talmud, okay? We're following basically the Frankist schools coming out of Chicago. It isn't that complicated, Salvation Army. I know it's difficult for all of you wrapped up in your little world of, oh my goodness, everything is so complicated and the world is such a mystical place and I can't understand all of the various agendas going on around me. Hey, it all boils down to one thing. One particular group on this planet is trying to kill everybody else because, oy vey, they need more shekels because their eschatology, their end times belief, really does say that when their, their little uh, Messiah comes, all the gold of the Goyim will be in the hands of the Jews. And then they're going to put their hands together and oh, do your hand and smile and, oh boy, I'm going to get all the gold of the Goyim. It's so freaking stupid. And if you think I sound stupid, then take it up with the Jewish people who believe this way. Not me for highlighting it. My goodness, how's that going to benefit you? Deal with the source, not me. I'm just the messenger. 
and just try to talk to them about it. See where it gets you. Seriously, see where it gets you. Because it's not going to get you far. You're going to realize the second you try, the second you try, you're going to see true evil. You're going to see this vile hatred coming from them. And it's very clear. This isn't even rocket science. This is basically dealing with a bunch of five-year-olds. It's not complicated. At some point, grow the hell up. Be an adult. Understand you're dealing with a childish society that literally has shut down this planet for two years because they need more money from you. And they need to kill you. And they need you modified so you're not even human anymore. You want to talk about sick people? Boy, you got it. It's, it's, it really has become utter insanity. I'm sorry. It's become utter insanity. Thank you, Speaker. The totalitarian regimes responsible for the most heinous atrocities in the 20th century, think Stalin, Mao, Hitler, Pol Pot, they didn't get there overnight. They used fear to control. They excluded the dirty people softly at first. They justified the exclusion. They moved to harder exclusions and eventually eliminated people, either socially or physically. In 21st century Australia, state premiers are racing down that familiar path, trying to out-tyrant each other, drunk on power, setting up their own biosecurity police states, complete with medical left. apartheid. Sadly, we've enabled it, refusing to rein them in, and worse, supplying the Australian immunisation register data that underpins this medical apartheid. Fear is the justification uh, of choice for coercion and control with non-vaccinated Australians increasingly demonised, ostracised and socially eradicated. In Queensland, the Premier tweeted that people not vaccinated raised red flags, not just one, but 22 of them. The media, politicians and health bureaucrats all claim COVID-19 is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, but there is no justification for such demonisation. In a German study, 55 per cent of symptomatic patients over 60 were fully vaccinated. Gibraltar, where all 34,000 residents are fully vaccinated, is recording 60 new cases a day. The totalitarian path, the path that we are unquestionably on, has never ended well. The solution is a rediscovery of human dignity, along with, and I don't say the this lightly, civil disobedience. Time. Yeah, that's coming out of Australia. And we see more and more politicians coming forward. It's a little bit late, quite frankly. The uh, vaccine regime has uh, just decimated so many nations at this stage. You know, we see massive problems going on in Ireland, in Gibraltar, in Portugal. And, of course, nobody cares about the Israelis, but Israel, of course, they got a lot of placebos, so they're a lot more protected. But their test group, the vaccinated test group, is in, in terrible shape. Um, same is true in uh, Greece and Italy. Uh, everywhere you go where the Jews have been allowed to impose this regime on the countries, uh, we have massive problems, and there's no way around it. Uh, they're telling you straight to your face, our product is garbage, it doesn't work. Otherwise, there is no Omicron thing. It's all, and basically, guys, we're talking to somebody tonight, and what she said is correct. You know, it's actually dangerous nowadays to even get sick. The Jewish media monstrosity, this Talmudic tentacle that's wrapped its way around the world, it's made it to where it's actually dangerous to get sick. My goodness, if you're in Australia and you're even supposedly around somebody that had supposedly this, this supposed little thing, they're rounding you up. 
At least that's as it's reported. They're physically coming with their military and rounding you up. Does that sound Jewish to you? It does to me. It really does. Because we know that this is all about global control. This has nothing to do with medical issues. It's an excuse to use instruments of state to spread terror to the population Letting you know that we can come get you at any time. You don't know who you're exposed to, nothing. There's no, tr nothing. They just come pick you up. And they're just using this as an excuse, a litmus test, see how it works. And ultimately, though, folks, understand there is a scorched earth mentality about your enemy. They are looking to go scorched earth. As you heard this clip coming out of Australia, you can, you're, now they're telling you every perfectly healthy human being is a pariah. How did we get there so fast? Obviously, we got there because that's what Jewish people think. That's what this Talmudic terrorist mentality thinks. It's, it's not that difficult, frankly. You know, Australia is so freaking bizarre. They want to fine you, like, all this money just to, like, I don't know, to, to, to live a normal life. Let's see if I can find the, some of the fines here. Um, $21,000. I, I assume this is Australian dollars, so it's not real money. Just kidding. Just kidding, Australia. Just don't get angry with me now. $21,909. This fine is for breaching a pandemic order, which means what? Some freaking stupid apparatchik somewhere, some commissar made up some arbitrary decision. And if you don't follow this idiot's mandates or whatever you want to call it, they're going to fine you $21,909, such as for not wearing a mask. You want to talk about proportionality? You think it's okay to fine someone $22,000 basically because you want to breathe fresh air? How many of you people in the Jewish community listening to me today think finding you $22,000 because you don't wear a freaking mask because I told you to and I don't care what you say, I said so, you do it or you give me $22,000 because that's what this boils down to. There's no science, there's no, this is all BS, bullshit, okay? $22,000. Now, how would you like it if we go scorched earth and we say, all right, since we know this is nothing about any health issue, it's all about stealing national treasure to get it into the hands of Jewish pharmaceutical companies who then can filter that money back down into all these myriads of NGOs to control our countries, all right? What if you go scorched earth and you say, you know what? You're Jewish, right? You're not, oh, you're Jewish. See, basically call vaccinated, unvaccinated, or Jewish. It's just a name, right? Am I right or wrong? I am right. Vaccinated is a word. Unvaccinated is a word. Unvaccinated just means every healthy, normal human being out there. Every healthy, normal human being out there. All right? Think about it. Somebody in the medical community and start tracking it back down, it's going to lead you back to Torah. It's going to lead you back to Talmud. Anyways, eh, we got about five minutes. Okay, good. So it's just a word. So whether you replace vaccinated, unvaccinated, Jewish, German, Irish, whatever, it doesn't matter. However, in this case, 
Who's benefiting? Jewish people are benefiting. They get to basically run roughshod over everybody. They get to violate everybody's human rights. They get to murder people free of charge. Actually, no, you're getting paid. They're getting paid to kill you. And now they're getting paid $22,000 if you don't wear a mask. They're going to get paid $22,000 if you basically go outside and you go somewhere you're not supposed to go because some Jewish commissar said so. If you go to an illegal protest, well, gee, you can't protest against what Jews tell you about, right? So, okay, that's $22,000. If you refuse to get tested because some Jew tells you to get tested, that's $22,000. If you fail to show your ID because some commissar, some Bolshevik Jewish commissar says to some police officer, this is your, this is your rule today, go check everybody's ID, well, that's $22,000. It's $90,000, actually like 91000 technically $90,870. This fine is for an aggravated offense. Oh my goodness, doesn't aggravated sound so freaking Jewish to you? It's an aggravated offense. Oy vey, you called me, uh, you called me something I don't like. That's an aggravated hate speech crime. Oh my goodness. That's where we're at today, folks. You're at that stage where a bunch of five-year-olds are mandating and dictating to you what everything is supposed to be. And now they want to fine you in Australia $90,870 for an aggravated offense that causes a serious risk to health. Oh, gee, that sounds great. Whatever the hell that means. Whatever that means. You can sit there in California if you're a lesbian, gay, transgender person. You can go give somebody AIDS and that's protected. But if you basically do whatever they claim, they're going to charge you $90,000. And basically, let's be honest. There's, there's no abuse there, right? If fines go higher, this is how stupid but how sadistic the Jewish community truly is. $109,044, okay? This fine is for businesses. Breaking rules, which may include failing to make sure customers check in or show proof of vaccine status. Oh, see, didn't they just tell you? Pay the freaking almighty Jew with your own national treasury because that's what's happening. The Jewish companies are stealing from the treasury. They're saying you can't release any health data. You can't, can't do anything to go protect yourself. It's all about taking money from you. And they want $109,000 to find a business if you don't basically make sure everybody is quote-unquote vaccinated. Now, if that's okay, if that's really okay, why not just change it? If you don't check the status for Jews every time, Jews are not allowed anymore inside of your society. It's the same freaking thing because you're perfectly normal. You're perfectly, perfectly healthy. And they want to find you $109,000 to go into an establishment unless you pay some freaking pharmaceutical company money. And that money's yours because it's coming from the National Treasury. And you don't have a say in this? Oh, this sounds pretty fair to me. Uh, let's see, what else? You have fines even go higher. Wow, these guys are not, these guys don't mess around I'm trying to figure out how to get this thing to blow up so I can see it. Uh, 
Well, we're going into a break. But anyways, guys, it's all about the shekels, man. It's all about Talmudic tyranny. Bottom line, pay these freaking Jewish companies, pay the pharmaceutical companies, or else you can't live on planet Earth anymore. And they're going to basically alter your humanity because, hey, we're the superior chosen ones. It's the Fetch inside the Eye Live back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch inside the Eye Live prime time again. It is Thursday. Uh, December, I think I got it right this time, Thursday, December the 2nd, 2021. Now joining us from uh, the, I don't know, the, I don't know if it's the deep south, I don't know what you call Arkansas, but it's in the Arkansas area, uh, goes, has a podcast called The Paleo Conservative on Steroids. It's something I actually listen to, it's sh- usually short little 9-10 minute clips he puts out, uh, generally distributes through Facebook, but I like what he has to say. So he's actually now a returning guest inside the ILI, which is all a good thing. He used to go by Corn Cod 1, and that was because he um, was working for the state, so he was kind of using a pseudonym. And now he's got also a monthly column in the Freedom Times, which is published in Pennsylvania, holds two master degrees master's degrees in social sciences and uh without further ado hi ken welcome back to inside the eye live primetime oh hi dennis good to be back good to be see you got a good radio voice dude you, you just you just got that flair dude people have told me that so anyways welcome back great to have you again thanks for putting out your work that you do over there on uh paleo conservative on steroids i said that correctly right Oh, yeah, paleoconservative on steroids, yes. Now, what caught my eye recently, just why I thought, okay, I kind of like what he's saying here. You know, we talk a lot about, obviously, COVID and all of this nonsense we're all dealing with. First of all, can you update us in Arkansas what's happening in your part of the world on this issue? Well, one of the good things about Arkansas is that while we do have a globalist governor, our state legislature is pretty good so they've been um a lot of people in the state legislature here have been uh against big lockdowns against mask mandates so it's very much like uh it's very much like the situation in texas where it really hasn't been except for a very brief period uh you know in the beginning uh you know maybe about a year year ago uh it, it it's been very it's been very mild it hasn't really affected daily life all that much now what about things like you know on everybody's mind especially globally vaccine mandates and all of that type of stuff what is happening in your part of the world on this issue well uh you know in ter- in, in terms of the united states uh no just arkansas the, just arkansas uh, How's it working oh, in inside Arkansas? Yeah, and in, in terms of the Arkansas, in Arkansas, there's very little mandates right now. The you know the schools are running, for example. Uh, normally, you can you can go to restaurants. Uh, they never like unlike some uh, unlike some states, they didn't uh, they didn't make at least official mandates against things like uh, church and place of worship restrictions so we all during the during the covid crisis in the state of arkansas there's been complete freedom of religion you know unlike new york unlike california you know unlike uh uh 
you know, Illinois, where where people were literally not allowed to go to church, mm. for example. Yeah. Now, when we talk about not just Arkansas, but now let's expand it to the nation and ask someone like the conservative as yourself, doesn't this situation in America really, I mean, it does to me, but I'll just, I'm asking you, right? Uh, it, it really shows the genius of the traditional constitutional republic of division of powers between the federal governments and the state governments and really highlights the benefits of this style of government on this planet because no other country has this type of government. Doesn't that speak uh, really positively to what we have still in America? Yes, it, it does in a lot of ways. I'm I'm kind of like, in a lot of ways, I'm pleasantly surprised that, uh, you know, the federal appeals courts uh, and the federal district courts in the United States have uh, have gone against vaccine mandates for employers that uh, that that President Biden or alleged President Biden uh, uh, instituted. But, uh, you know, they've all been put in hold by the courts, and it looks like, it looks like the courts are probably going to knock them down, you know, because we, we were, Biden wanted a situation where, you know, a person basically couldn't be employed by a company with over 100 employees if he wasn't vaxxed or, or uh, be tested every week for COVID. And you know, a lot of companies wouldn't want to have to go through the uh, the rigmarole of testing people every week. So, you know, millions of people would get fired from their jobs. But yeah, I have I have to say the uh, I have to I've sometimes been critical of the judiciary in the United States for for a lot of their decisions. But actually, they they've been very sound on things like uh, these vaccine mandates. And you know, as I excuse me, I saw something come out of Australia. I think uh, I think the guy's name is Morrison, uh, one of the premiers of one of the, the provinces there. He said, "Hey, it's time that government get the hell out of people's private lives, and just let's put an put an end to this nonsense." Not a whole lot of politicians out there speaking like that, is there, or are there? Oh, I mean, I think probably out of almost all the countries of the world except maybe communist china no one's lockdown has been more oppressive than that in australia uh the aggressiveness of of the police agencies there uh, you know against people via uh, you know making minor violate minor uh curfew violations and you know minor violations of lockdown people getting beaten up for not having a mask but, you know, about a month ago, you know, it started, there was some pushback on, on the part of the Australian people, in particular the, uh, the construction trades unions in uh, Melbourne, uh, that kind of, for the first time, because I was despairing of the, uh, of the desire for, for, for you know, desire to, to fight oppression in Australia because mm -hmm. it looked it looked as if and it's still the situation there is, is very poor for the Australian people you know um, if you if you're if you're not going if you decide like I've decided not to take the jab uh, 
then your life in Australia is going to be very, very difficult. And you have to wonder, you know, two ways of pushback. One is the civil disobedience, which we see really happening all across Western nations. You don't see this uh, in non-Western nations. You don't see it in Malaysia. You see some, some in Japan a little bit, you know. Uh, not a whole lot. Of course, you're not going to see it in China, but uh, Western nations, my goodness, uh, Ken, it's it's amazing what you're seeing across the Western sphere of influence, European influence. Um, today, I don't know if you saw the stuff coming out of Greece today, but they were pelting the police, not with just minor stuff. They were throwing like freaking boulders at these people, the police. So I think people yeah, have and, pretty you know, much had like, it. You know, Fran- there's been giant protests and France, Austria, you know, even even the even the United Kingdom. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of once again, I'm I'm sort of pleasantly surprised that that there's that there's a, there's been as much pushback as there has been in the United States. It's kind of passive because yeah, there have been some demonstrations in the United States, but certainly not as big as the demonstrations are in Europe or even Australia, there's been some, and I've tried to participate in, in a couple here in the, in this state, and there were, it's, the attendance was pretty poor, probably because the, the lockdowns here haven't been draconian, but uh, yeah, it really is, uh, it really is amazing that people are standing up, I'm, uh, I don't know, perhaps, uh, perhaps I've always been a little bit pessimistic of people being, you know, overly uh, submissive to really, really seriously oppressive governments, but uh, I'm I'm surprised, happily surprised. Yeah, where do you stand on, uh, you know, essentially what I, as I see it? First, I'll give you my point of view. If you probably know it, but when I look at this, is medical tyranny. This is basically tyranny brought to us through just the medical institution of state. So they're saying, okay, we know better than you. We will protect you. Now do what we say. In the meantime, they're beating the hell out of everybody that doesn't do what they say. So we know this has nothing to do about keeping people safe. This is just a power play by being done through and by the medical establishments. Uh, are you supportive of scorched earth on these people if people can win back the House and Senates in 2022, if they can actually do that and literally just scorch earth on these people and just absolutely eradicate them? Well, you know, I... I would like to see that, but unfortunately, in the United States, what's probably going to happen in 2022 is that, yeah, the the Republicans will definitely, definitely uh, take back the House of Representatives, the lower house of our legislature. Uh, but we have we have this we have this unfortunate tendency uh, with with the Republican Party of they'll ride a wave of resistance to oppressive government action but then when they get in office they say oh we're in office now so we don't we we don't we don't have to take uh tough uh positions you know in favor of the people that put us here so there's a so there's a you know a very uh so i'm a i'm a little bit pessimistic that if the republicans do too well that they may just they may just lean back and go back into establishment mode. So mm. I'm a little I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried about that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think they'll be more at least Trump style Republicans 
in office than there than there have been in the past. Um, and I might be a little bit optimistic about the long-term situation mm. because I think the uh, the Republican Party in the United States, if it's going to survive at all, is going to have to be, you know, uh, it's going to have to stand for, you know, uh, it's going to stand. It has to stand for working class people because the left doesn't stand for working class people anymore. They've given up on that. They've all become corporate <laughs> stooges. Yeah, it's funny uh, how they become basically the establishment. Stooges. It's 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 insane. How about the mama bear phenomena? You know, I've been seeing some very interesting things at the grassroots level, uh, targeting school boards, which is an easy, uh, you know, it's an easy target and it's an important target. But the mama bear phenomena of these these young mothers literally just going scorched earth on school boards. And, you know, it really does look like going forward, you know, we've actually come up with a, a system, I guess, to activate. The grassroots, which is starting with the school board. So that's a great way for people to get involved. Uh, you see that happening in your part of the world? And what's, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, um, in, the, in, in, in my state, the state of Arkansas, there, there is a tendency uh, where uh, the leftists here, such as they are, that control institutions, tr try not to try not to push too hard at least in the public they try to be they try to be very subtle but i noted this i wrote a i wrote a little piece for uh an english magazine about three months ago uh, heritage and destiny um where i said i try i tried to give i tried to give my english friends my british friends a sort of an, an idea of what was happening in the United States. I said, well, there's very little active, there was very little activism, but the big exception was the parents are, are, are finally going, going after the school boards for this racial hatred that they're stirring up with uh, 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 critical race theory you know, in the public schools. And, for the, and I think really for the first time Ever since the uh, the integration of the schools in the night in the you know the mid 1960s is the first time there's been sort of a pushback on the part of you know on the part of white parents that 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 you know that they don't want they don't want the race of their children you know disparaged and despised they don't want they don't want their children and themselves portrayed as as monsters. Which is exactly what you know critical race theory does. Mm -hmm. So it, it yeah. So it, that that was like almost spontaneous because it, it didn't seem to be organized by any uh, conservative organization in the United States. You just had people. You just had concerned parents showing up at these uh, board meetings. Uh, you know because we have a very decentralized education system in the United States where local school boards who were elected pretty much almost city to city rather than having a national or a very powerful education department which the United States doesn't have or even powerful state department departments of education but on the but on the local level you know anybody can run for for school board and 
I'm, you know, I'm very, once again, I'm very pleasantly surprised that this, that this movement came almost out of nowhere. Maybe it was encouraged by the, by the Trump phenomenon, well, you I know, think, beginning in I think Bannon, you know, Bannon had a lot. If you're not following, you know, Bannon's very powerful, as you know. He's he's a major voice out there for the Trumpists, and he was all over this, it's basically telling people, "Go take them over, man. Go out there, hammer them. Go get them. Go get them. Rah, get them." So I think Bannon really had a, you know, I think we have to give Bannon some credit, which is also a credit to the alternative media, because Bannon is, you know, alternative media, so to speak. So. Um, you know, credit. Yeah, I I would think I would give credit there though. Seriously, I don't know if you listen to Bannon, but uh, oh yeah, I, you know, I, I I've listened to I've listened to him over the years. I mean, yet the the, the system is very much afraid of Bannon because that that's why they're trying to they're trying very hard to put him in prison right now mm -hmm. on, for yeah. var for various things. BS, as far as I'm concerned. Now going into the. But, Going into the conservative side of things, obviously Americans, their Second Amendment right is a huge issue. The right to self-defense is a huge issue. And we had the Rittenhouse thing come out. Uh, some people are trying to say this might even have been a whole different style level of crisis acting out there. Who knows, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, the conspiracy people are saying that about everything. But the Rittenhouse trial, where did you, what was your opinion on the Rittenhouse? Obviously, for me, it was a, a victory, no matter how you cut it, for Americans' right to self-defense. You had a comment about that recently in a, a post. Why don't you share with what you had yes, on the I'm, Rittenhouse? Yeah, I, I mean, I was very pleased about the Rittenhouse verdict. Probably the reason why uh, young Mr. Rittenhouse prevailed was because the incident happened in a small city in a relatively rural state, Kenosha in Wisconsin. And I know a lot of people from Wisconsin. Uh, and so he could get a, he was able to get a, a fair judge and a fair jury. Now, if, now, if young Mr. Rittenhouse had gone into Chicago and defended himself with his with his rifle, or New York, or even a slightly bigger city than than Kenosha, it probably would have turned into a kangaroo court, and he'd be probably they'd give him a break due to age, but they probably uh, they probably give him about a thirty year stretch. Which is kind of what we saw in Virginia when we had the Charlottesville uh, verdicts come down. It didn't fare well at all. Uh, and again, that was also a false flag setup, you know, against those people, you know. And I'm sure the Rittenhouse oh, thing yeah, was a yeah, false absolutely. flag. So we have major. Yeah, yeah. And then a controversial thing, which is why I wanted to bring you on. We're going to save that controversial thing for last because, you know, it, it's a little black pill. Uh, to those who follow the red, black, white pill. And that's your views on Trump and the vaccine. I, I found what you had to say very interesting, and he's the godfather of vaccine in many ways. Why don't you share some of your views on what you feel is going on with this this whole phenomena of Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine? Well, you know, I think I think he I think he felt himself compelled to go along with what he and a lot of people consider the medical experts. You know, I'm not, I'm not a person who 
goes around defending everything Donald Trump has said or done. Mm -hmm. I voted for, I, I voted for him twice. Um, maybe the second time a little bit more reluctantly, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think he saw I don't think I don't think he had the knowledge back then that a lot of people who keep an eye on the alternative media like you and myself about about a lot of the downsides about the vaccine. Uh, and he's still he's still pro vaccine. You know, a couple months ago we had a rally and he and he he was cheered all through the rally. Then he said something about, yeah, well, people ought to go out and get their vaccine and people booed him. Mm, they should. Too. I forget. I forget which rally it was. Me too, but I recall but, that. Uh, yeah, and you know, um, you know, he's 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 liable to pressure, like you know, like any other like any other politician, and he's not perfect. He's cer he's certainly not perfect. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think he I, I don't think he was aware of this situation where i think they're i think they're using i think they're using this vaccine to get a world reduction in population i think a lot of people you know i think a lot of people are going to get very sick you know i got some relatives that took the jab and frankly i'm worried about them are they exhibiting... i don't think everyone that took it is going to die but i think you know prepare ourselves for more eight more heart attacks uh being being suffered by eight-year-olds yeah that's it that's and so sad arthritis yes 30-year-old army soldiers which all you know it all doesn't make sense no did you there was an australian federal uh, senator his name is bob catter and he said that get this this is astounding he says he this is at a rally or, or some type of stump speech he said uh he has eight employees, okay, in his electoral office. Of the eight, two died after taking the vaccine. Two are physically crippled for life. Three have lifelong serious health issues, and one went straight to the ICU. Can you imagine? And you're a federal, yeah. you're a federal senator. You're a senator at a federal level, and that's what they did to your staff. They basically eviscerated your staff. Yeah, 75, what is it, 75 professional athletes? In in your in Western Europe, you know. Yeah, I think hundred. Yeah, I think hundred and eighteen now. FIFA, you know, registered FIFA players throughout all of it. That include down into the junior levels. Hundred and eighteen people have died, which is yeah, unheard of. So yeah, and I always was I from the beginning I was mistrustful because, you know, so many people that were involved in. The making of this vaccine were radical population controllers. You know, I mean, I happen to be, I happen to be a natalist. I think, uh, I think large populations are uh, a precursor for good things like you know economic expansion and such. Mm -hmm. uh, but and, and yeah, so I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not one of these population control because I'm old enough to remember that back back in the late 1970s you know there's a man called Ehrlich and he wrote a book called The Population Bomb mm. and it was an extremely popular book in the United States he predicted by 1990 
half the world would be dead of starvation due to overpopulation. And he was wrong, 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 wrong. And uh, and he was he was wrong because he wasn't he wasn't taking into account that we'd have a techno technological revolution in food production worldwide. You know, Ken, actually, you're filling in the half hour really good, dude. That was that's we're done. We're actually out of time. What I'd like you to do is just ah. share. Yeah, that was a fast, fast half hour. Just share real quickly. We got maybe about 30, 40 seconds where people can find your work and how they can listen to you and all that cool stuff. Well, there's uh, Paleo Conservative on steroids on the Anchor Podcast Network. Uh, it's also on the Apple uh, Podcast System. And uh, my uh, two uh, Corn Cod One, both on uh, on BitChute and and on uh, um, YouTube. There you go. So you you can get that anytime. And you hear the music in the background. We're out of time, everybody. Ken, thanks for coming on. To all of you listening out there, thanks for listening. See you Saturday inside the iLive, Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m., right here at Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Good night, everybody.